Welcome to Mox on the Mic, your exclusive look into all things Chattanooga athletics. Here's your host, Chris Goforth. Welcome in this week to Mox on the Mic. Glad to be with you and appreciate you making some time out of your day to give Mox on the Mic a listen. Make sure you make us your first listen each and every week as the podcast comes out every Thursday uh, at wherever you download your podcast from. Glad to be with you this week. We're going to talk a little golf this week. Uh, we're going to visit first with Colette Murray. We'll also get a chance to visit with Dory Zaluska of the Chattanooga Women's Golf Program. She is headed to the NCAA Regionals in Franklin. We're going to talk a little bit about her season and exactly uh, her thoughts on going to compete at the NCAA Regional Tournament. And uh, we'll do that coming up here in just a minute. And then also, we're going to talk a little little bit of men's golf today as well. Of course, uh, former head coach Mark June, he retired earlier this year and turned things over to Miles Mosley, who is the interim head coach for Chattanooga Men's Golf. And we're going to spend a few minutes with, uh, with Coach Mosley getting caught up on how his men's team did and kind of look a little bit ahead to next year as well. But to start things off, let's visit with Chattanooga women's golf coach, Colette Murray. Well, coach, let's start first with you. This is kind of a, a recap and a look back on the season. Take a minute, if you will, and uh, the, kind of go through how the season went for you guys. Hey, we, I mean, we're talking about the whole season and we're going to include the fall. And, and that was a really positive start for the year. Um, and then obviously we had some injury issues and, just not enough people on the roster to to carry us through to the spring. So uh, the spring was difficult for everybody. Um, having the pressure of four um, definitely changes everything. And so as a whole, the year, um, it was definitely disappointing because we got off to such a good start. But a lot of lessons were learned um, there's been a lot of growth within the, the, the team and, and the, the ones that were playing. So over and all, overall, we're, we're going to try and take as many positives from the experience as we can. Dory, when those numbers started to dwindle down some, did you feel, I don't know, do you feel more pressure? Do you, do you feel like it's, it's more on you that, that you had to perform well? Well, I did not feel any pressure because I knew that I will be I will be playing the next tournament. So for me, it was even a bit more motivating because I knew that I need to score good numbers and I needed to as well show the girls that I don't feel any pressure. That um, that basically everything is in the right place. So for me, that spring was I mean it was pretty good. It's not done for me because we all, we have hopefully two more tournaments. But overall, for now, I'm happy and I'm even happy that we had that kind of situation because they for sure they learn a lot of things and also I, I mean I think my, I'm, I also learn quite a bit. You've known for a little while now that the chances were. Uh, in your favor of being able to continue on and go to an NCAA regional, does that kind of change your approach? Are you able to play uh, knowing that you've 
you feel like you've got that secured? Does it make you, uh, are you able to go out and maybe be a little more relaxed and just kind of play knowing that? Well, I, I did not know that, um, that I had that spot secure, um, through the ranking. So the only thing that I knew was after the 18 hole, um, when they told me, yeah, I mean, 18 hole after the last hole on the last day, they said, Dory, you just won the tournament. So that was the moment where I was like, yeah, okay, let's go to regionals. But I was playing that tournament to win as I play all the other tournaments. I'm here to win. And this is what we are doing here because I love winning. And I know that my teammates, they also love winning. So I didn't feel any pressure or I didn't feel any motivation or I was a bit more relaxed. No, I did not. I was here to win, to think, to get my things done. And that's it. Coach, that's gotta be the, uh, that's gotta be the response you want to hear, right? Oh, for sure. Um, I think, I think the, the days of winning, uh, are upon us. I don't think it's just Dory. I think next year, um, we're setting ourselves up to, to do some pretty cool things. So, um, I know this year's not over, um, but from a team standpoint, I'm definitely, uh, excited for next year tell us a little bit about dory and just the season that she's had and you've seen the work that she puts in every single day but a little bit about the year that that she has had for you yeah this uh this whole journey for dory's been quite the, the work in progress um obviously i recruited dory um and being completely honest, this the player that we're seeing right now is the player that that I recruited. This is what I thought we would get for for the duration of her career. But it took it took a few years for her to to settle in and uh, find her feet, figure out what her role was here. And um, took a few years for her and I to to figure out how we needed to work with one another for one another. Um. But the, the progress that she's made um, with certain aspects of her game, um, the strengths have continued to be strengths and the things that did hold her back a little bit have become strengths, which is, is it's just great to see when you see your players develop and, and do, do the kind of things that, that Dory's doing right now. It's, it's cool. This question's for both of you guys. Uh, Colette, I know you play a lot yourself. Uh, how familiar are you with the course in Franklin? What do you know about it? I, I don't play as much as I think you think I play, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish I played that much. I played with Dory today, and it was, yeah. it was fun, but it was not good golf. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm very familiar with the course, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited that that's, that's where we're going. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've been coaching on that golf course for 14 years. So I've, I've seen how it's, it's developed. I've seen it become a championship course. Uh, it used to be Bent Greens, the Ben Bermuda, for at least seven or eight years now. Um, and, and I think this golf course sets up really, really well for Dory. She, she's, not, she's never 
liked it that much <laughs> but I think between now and and when we go up to to Franklin um I think I think we can get our head in the right place to think that she can go shoot shoot some really good numbers there yeah so well, Dory you have played this course before yes I did I played a course three times already three years um yeah. so I basically know every single spot on that golf course. <laughs> uh, so maybe maybe some of the ones we shouldn't know. About. Yes, exactly. But I think it's I think it's a good. Thing. It is a good thing. Um, good. But uh, last year I I shot good scores, so I'm looking forward because I think that but uh, stigma that I had in my head I think it's gone. So I'm just preparing myself to go for it and uh, and basically shoot low scores uh or i mean or just finish in that top two right yeah um but um yeah i think i'm ready and we'll see how it's gonna go what do you feel like you need to do well what part of your game really needs to to be there in order for you to get where you want to be uh, I think I wouldn't, I would say my mental game. I just need to be relaxed. Um, basically be like that Dory from the movie to forget the, uh, the bad things that, that, <laughs> that happen on the course, but from the short, short term. Maybe. Yes, exactly. Uh, but from the, uh, technical or like the practices, I mean, my game is there now it's just to a bit work and um a bit um yeah work a bit and relax and recover and and just feel feel comfortable with what i'm doing coach how does your role change or does it change going from an entire team now and and now it's it's dory and that's that's going to be your focus i would imagine here uh for the next little bit so how does that change for you um, I mean, it, obviously, like you said, it changes, but uh, these last, this last spring, her and I have spent a lot of time together on the golf course. Um, so it'll change because it's going to be 100% attention on Dory. Um, I don't know if, I don't know if she'll like that or not. Uh, but I don't think my, my role changes much in terms of what, what I can do, what I can offer. Um, and and we've proved that we that we work well together. So it's it's not going to change a whole lot in the sense of what I do and what I can do for Dory. Um, but yeah, it's, it's probably going to be a lot a lot less panicking about what mm. what might be going on around me or in <laughs> front of me and behind me, and I can just I can just focus on one one player. Coach, real quick, you've you kind of alluded to what is to come uh, for Chattanooga Golf and your excitement about what you've got coming back for next year. All you, you've kind of talked about that a little bit already. Tell us a little bit about that. What gives you outside of Dory? Obviously, what's giving you a uh, reason for optimism? The reason for optimism would be uh, obviously the return of Beatrice. Um, she she's going to be an integral part of of what we do next year the freshmen that we have coming in are the two 
highest ranked freshmen we've ever signed and they're coming at the same time. And then we also have a, a, a wonderful player transferring in from Oklahoma. Um, she hasn't played much there. She's a, she's a product of COVID, unfortunately, not, not been able to play a, a whole lot of golf. But at one point in time, she was ranked in the top 300 in the world. So the players that we have coming in in the fall all excite me. Obviously, with Dory returning and our two freshmen coming back and the growth that they've had, they um, they really took the brunt of the situation that we were in with four players. Because in the fall, Callow averaged 75 and, and Megan averaged 76, which is pretty pretty solid for a couple of freshmen. We had one of the, the lowest drop scores in the country. And then that the, the pressure of four just, just kind of got to them. And, and it's, it's a hard thing to do. I did it as a player uh, and it's, you can see your coach can say all the things in the world about, you know, don't worry about it. Try not to think about it. And even when you have five, you try to tell them that you always have to think that you're going to count. So it was, it was kind of counter what we tell them normally when we have five, but um, yeah, it didn't, it didn't seem to work as, as well as we hoped that that would. But again, like we said, lots of, lots of growth Um and I think I think our freshmen are are two great players that um, are only going to continue to grow and and develop and and get better. How satisfying is it for you not just to see the success that Dory is having, but to know the level that the program is right now? Something that you've literally had to build from from the ground up. How how satisfying is it for you? And I know it's not where you want it to be, but to know that. You have to feel right now like you're on really solid, stable footing at this point. And I haven't felt as good about the program in a few years as I as I do right now. And there, there are a number of factors to that. Obviously, I have a wonderful assistant coach with, with Coach Zedrick. He's been phenomenal, a great addition to our, our, our program. Um, the players that we have coming in, the players that we have returning, the facilities that we continue to have here in Chattanooga and the, the ones that we have within our, um, our department, our, our practice facility has never been in better shape and the work that Chip Ward has done out there, Chip and Tim are, are guys that, that are out there every day working for working hard for us so that we have the surfaces that we can get better on. Uh, we haven't had that in, in probably five or six years. So that's, that's key to developing your players. And again, we are, we're very, very fortunate that we get to play the number of great golf courses that we get to play on a, on a daily basis. Chattanooga is such a, a golfing hub. And, and we're just lucky that we get to take advantage of, of, of all these golf courses. Real quick, Dory, before we let you go, I know there's going to be some people that would, would want to know locally, have you got a favorite course here you like to play? Uh, I like all of them, but I think... I such think, a politician. <laughs> but I think the, uh, my favorite one is Black Creek because um, it's... It's kind of similar to the golf course that I have back home. Um, but then Country Club, it, 
and that's it's it's a great golf course. So I enjoy being there, looking at the river and people who are running on the other side of the river. So no, it's it's a everything is here. Every it's it's great. It's hard to say which one is the best one, or you know even which one is my favorite one. Coach, it's always great to catch up. And Dory, best of luck. We'll be pulling for you. Thanks, Thank you. Chris. Special thank you to Coach Colette Murray and also Dory Zaluska for giving us a little bit of time today here on Mox on the Mic, and we wish Dory the absolute best as she goes to compete in the Franklin Regionals. Got a chance also to catch up with Miles Mosley, the interim head coach for men's golf at Chattanooga, and he was kind enough to give us some time right here on Mox on the Mic. Well, Coach, I appreciate the time. Uh, as always, you guys kind of putting a wrap on, on your season, if you will, spend a few minutes and kind of catch us up on uh, how things went for you guys. Uh, well, it was a, a kind of an up and down season. Uh, we, we didn't get off to the best start early on, um, but um, we did end up with uh, one victory and one runner up. Uh, we had individually had eight top tens and uh, one uh, individual victory as well. Uh, last year, we finished seventh in the conference tournament this year, fifth. So I guess progress is always good. Um, I think you always want better, but uh, at the end of the day, that's that's what we had. And um, and so, yeah, so we just wrapped it up this past week and um, and now just looking forward to next season. Tell us a little bit about the Southern Conference Championships and and those three days of playing that course in Greensboro, Georgia. Well, you know, the, the venue there, at the Oconee course at uh, Reynolds Lake, uh, Oconee, I mean, it, it's a fantastic place. It's kind of a, a retreat slash resort and a uh, great place to, to play. You know, the course was very scorable if you had control over the ball. If you didn't, then it was high, highly penalizing. And so it really saw a separation between really good golfers and guys who were, just didn't have their best stuff. Uh, I think we probably fell in the middle of the road there. Just, um, uh, but ETSU really put on quite the show, and and really uh, they they just took off and left everyone behind. Um, and so, it's a great it's a great place. Hopefully, we'll be back there uh, for the next three years, and uh, we'll see soon. But um, but it's a, really is a good course to uh, find out who is playing their best uh, coming into postseason. Is it safe to say for you guys was was Connor Nolan the most consistent golfer? Um, actually, well, that's really hard to say. I think I think Paul was probably our most consistent. Um, I think he had six top ten finishes this year. Um, and and really the big surprise probably came from more Alex Cobb. Uh, he didn't play in the fall. Maybe played one tournament. Um, but really found something in the spring, became our consistent three-man. Um, and we ended up counting every single score that Alex uh, posted and the same for Paul as well. So those two guys, every score, every round they played, we counted their score. And you know, for those who aren't familiar, we play five guys and count the top four scores. And so uh, Alex and uh, Paul, every score they had counted. So I, I guess as far as consistency go, I would say – that those two guys probably uh, were were the ones who are most consistent throughout the season. 
what do you look at now with an eye towards next year and you start to build this roster and, and put it together? Uh, what do you feel like your biggest needs are? Um, everything, uh, to be completely honest, um, we've, we have two key players and, uh, Paul Conroy and Braden Ware. um, we've got five guys graduating. So we've got a lot of holes to fill. Uh, we're going from five seniors graduating to then our oldest guy would be a sophomore. And so we, we need some experience and some leadership to, uh, to really go to the next level. So we hear about the transfer portal a lot in college football. We hear about it a lot in college basketball. What's the lay of the land in the transfer portal in regards to college golf? Can you uh, maybe shed a little light on that for some of us that, that may not be as uh, tuned into it, obviously, as you are? Yeah, I, I think that golf has been a little bit late in uh, in in looking into the transfer portal. And as I mean, I mean, that as, as far as football and basketball really jumped in early and saw a lot of movement of, of very uh, key pieces, very popular guys who transfer and become a Heisman winner somewhere else. Uh, but golf, we really didn't see that that much until the last two years. And, uh, and now there have been um, really big programs that they're not even recruiting high school and junior players much anymore. They're looking more to the portal. And so now I think there are just under 900 players uh, in the portal for golf alone. And so a lot of people looking for places, some looking to move up, some looking to move down to right size, better fit. Um, Now that the uh, conference tournaments are wrapping up, it's, uh, it's kind of like the wild west guys are going everywhere and uh, you're trying to position yourself to be ready. Uh, you, you have to kind of free up some roster space and be ready for that guy. That's a good fit for you because if you move slowly, you'll miss. And so uh, you need to know exactly what you want and the kind of player, the kind of person, and you got to move very quickly, but uh, there's a lot of jockeying for position a lot of mid-majors losing key players to Power 5, but then there are Power 5 schools losing players to other Power 5 schools. And uh, since a, a player can transfer one time without sitting out, um, you can either see that you can become a victim of that or you can use the system to work for you, which is that's really what we've chosen to do is how can we use the transfer portal for us instead of being worried about it being used against us. It it definitely makes it tough for mid-majors knowing that you've recruited this player for the last two or three years, and then uh, he has a great year and he is, and he's gone. And so, um, but the the transfer portal has become a large piece now of recruiting. And uh, I think you will see more teams going there than even going to high school, which really is a disadvantage for the high school players. You know, I've talked about this before with coaches in other sports. It's almost to the point now to where you kind of have to re-recruit the guys you already have. You've got to re-recruit them every year, don't you? Absolutely. I call it defensive recruiting. I'm I'm (laughs) trying to defend against other teams poaching our players. And uh, and it's surprising. I mean, some of our players will know a lot of statistics on other schools, and it always makes you nervous when they come in and say, hey – you know what kind of budget they have? Um, hey, do you see their schedule? They, they know too many things 
just start making you pretty nervous. And so uh, you find that you're always trying to re-recruit your own team. And, and that's, uh, it can be stressful at times for sure. What did you learn this year? Coach June decides to retire. You step in. Those are some big shoes. He had a ton of success. What did you learn this year? Well, I learned that transitions are tough. That's one thing. Um, you know, uh, every coach is looking for buy-in and, and trust from players. And, and so you uh, step in the middle of a transition. And now you have to get that all over again. Um, it helps you realize that relationships, uh, they have to be strong or it's very difficult um, to succeed. Um, and, uh, you know, you just have to, I, I think, uh, you know, some of the cliches that are out there, like, you know, just one bite at a time, one day at a time, whether well, cliches for a reason. And so you will get overwhelmed quickly if you don't just just try to set some small goals and, and just kind of move through those. But I, I definitely learned that relationships are, are key in college and probably professional sports as well. <clears throat> and uh, just just uh, set your goals and take one thing at a time. Where are you in regards to your schedule for for next year? Is that finalized yet? Is that something you are still you are still working on? <clears throat> the, the fall schedule is finalized. Uh, we've got most of the spring schedule, but we are still uh, working through that. And so that gets a little bit tough because you think you have a couple of things and then some things will drop or you find uh, you know conflicting events and you have to kind of maneuver around, but, uh, yeah, we, we've got the fall schedule finalized and then the spring schedule is, uh, is coming along pretty well, but just not finalized yet. Tell me a little bit about this summer. What's it going to be like? How much do you encourage your guys to get out there and play competitively, uh, during the summer months? You know, there's a fine balance there, Chris, of trying to figure out how much is too much, how much is too little, you know, you want them to stay in that competitive mode without getting burned out at the same time. And so um, I want them to find maybe one event every three weeks that is a, a major event, I mean, like a state amateur, state open, U.S. amateur qualifier, you know, something like that. So you're definitely encouraging them to stay in competitive mode, but you need to also conserve energy because, I mean, as soon as you get to school, it's five, six days a week. And um, if you come in burnt out, it can really set yourself up for a really uh, poor fall semester. Coach, appreciate the time and look forward to catching up with you again soon. Chris, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate Coach Mosley and thanks to Coach Murray again. Uh, both of them giving us some time to talk a little bit of Chattanooga golf. And uh, certainly uh, we wish all the best to Dory as uh, she heads to the uh, Franklin Regionals as part of the NCAA tournament. We invite you to join us each and every Thursday for the latest edition of Mox on the Mic. Thanks to Ann Wehunt in the Sports Information Office for her help in coordinating and uh, setting these up for us uh, to be able to talk with both of the golf coaches this week. Thanks to Tate Johnson, as always, for putting this together. Thanks to you for listening also. I'm Chris Goforth, inviting you to be with us again next time right here. Mox on the Mic, but until then, so long and go Mox. Thanks for listening to Mox on the Mic. Please remember to rate, subscribe, and review. And we'll see you again soon.